Welcome. My name is Eddie Arrieta. This is Fulfilling Work Life. We intend to talk to leaders, professionals, remoters, human beings from all around the world who share with us their knowledge. Join me in this daily journey. Welcome, everyone, to the Fulfilling Work Life episode 18. Today, we have with us Diana from Toggle. Diana, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us what you do, and then we can get started there. Sure. So my name is Diana. Uh, as you said, I'm part of Toggle, and I'm internal communications manager there. And maybe I can just tell a, a bit about the company. Um, we had my colleague Laura uh, on Monday with you uh, as part of the talk show, and she was talking uh, about Toggle a bit, but I will just re- repeat a bit of it. Uh, so I work in Toggle Track, which is a time track tracker, and we help people see where their time goes. Um, besides Track, we also have two other products, uh, Toggle Plan and Toggle Hire. It's actually three different companies under the same umbrella brand. Uh, and Toggle Plan is for project management, and Toggle Hire is for efficient skill-based hiring for, for remote companies. So that, that's a short intro. That is, a, that is a great short intro. Uh, Diana, so what, what is it that you do? And, and I have to get started there because the, the name of the show is Fulfilling Work Life. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're trying to, to talk about fulfilling work and, and you know, especially in, in, in the remote scenario, uh, what that means. Uh, what do you think is uh, the goal that your company plays in, in, in this ecosystem and in these conversations? Mm-hmm. I just like to start before I answer your question to start with a small disclaimer that the remote work we are talking about right now, it's not the usual remote work we do. Uh, so a lot of people might be switching to remote at the moment because they have to, and the change will happen like really quickly uh, without a proper transition period. Uh, so I just want, want people to keep in mind that we are all facing difficulties at the moment, even us who are like remote work veterans, like Toggle is remote since 2014. Um, We are also encountering issues right now because there are changes in our routines, in our workflow uh, due to the pandemic. So that's one of the the important things. Um, And regarding the thing that Toggle do and how we can can help people uh, work in a remote ecosystem is actually showing them like very, very, to put it really simple, like where their time goes. I think there are big misconceptions about like time tracking in general, that people see it as a system for like control of employees or like monitoring their employees. Uh, But that's not really something we are advocating for or like that we're supporting. Uh, Time tracking is the best when it's used with a lot of trust. uh, And when it actually just helps you to see where you spend your time. And this can help you, can be a great help of like estimating where your people spend their time and like how to do how to do proper planning and how to decide where you want to to put your your focus on so that's that's what we are we, we are trying to do for for our users and that is that that is fantastic because i i do think that everything that's happening around the transition just to kind of like tie the two the two conversations back to what you were mentioning. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I'm seeing around the companies that I'm helping with and, and the, the, the entrepreneurs I'm, I'm working with is that there is a huge surge um, in, in trust. And, and trust maybe wasn't there before, 
because we didn't have the right conversations or we didn't communicate properly. And, and what I've realized is that a lot of people say, oh yeah, I'm working from home. Now I'm working three times more or four times more. Um, but that is because now there are more tools by which people can really get to know you know, how they are working. And now that there is transparency, all of a sudden you really have to think where you're spending your time. So I'm not, I'm not uh, necessarily against the tools that are around there. What I'm against perhaps is the misuse of those technologies. So um, for everyone listening, uh, just so you know, this, this episode is sponsored by Torre, a company also uh, focus on uh, finding work fulfilling from everyone around the world. And we are here with Diana uh, from Toggle and they have amazing tools as well to help make that work also fulfilling. So um, Diana, tell me a little bit more about how do you um, help tackle those challenges internally? And let's, let's talk about how your team that you said, you know, you guys were remote already and you are also facing challenges. How are you facing those uh, uh, personally and, and what are you doing to make it more fulfilling for yourself? Mm -hmm. I can definitely talk about that. Um, so I, I, I can start from trust because um, that, that is the foundation of all remote work. And in my opinion, it should be the foundation of any work in, in any company and in any setup. You need to trust your people to do their, their best work. And uh, I really don't, as I said, I don't believe in these like monitoring systems. And often we have people asking us like, how do you know that people work when they're at home? And I, then I ask the question, how do you know they're working when they're at the office? You know, like somebody just being in front of a computer doesn't mean that they're actually working. So one of the best tools um, or the best things that we, we, we figured works really really well for us is actually goal setting so we are not tracking hours uh, to see that every person is working eight hours per day like that doesn't actually tell us anything what we do is that we do a proper planning and we set really really clear and really measurable goals so we have company level goals that each team has their own goals and then that scales down to, to personal goals um, that's how you hold people accountable and that's when you don't need to monitor them. It doesn't really matter if they work uh, eight hours per day or like six hours per day. I know this is weird coming from somebody from a, from a time tracking company, but what matters is that they actually deliver uh, results. And once the, when people achieve their goals, then like everything is fine. And you don't have to like think if, if people are working or not, you, you will see it. Like goals are either achieved or, or not achieved. Uh, so progress tracking, uh, is actually one of the really important things. Like time tracking goes hand in hand with this because with time tracking, you can have like, as I said, better estimates and better insight in like how people spend their time. Uh, th this is one of the greatest tool which, which um, I think helps us uh, really stay like focused and productive in the remote setting. Uh, but as I said, like since the start of the pandemic, like things did change uh, since these are not like normal circumstances. So first of all, we are a remote company, but we do see each other on a regular basis. We do have meetups to have some quality face-to-face -face time uh, because remote work is great, but some things cannot be done online. Like really, like establishing personal relationships and, and just that face-to-face -face time is like really valuable. Uh, so what we used to do is that we used to see each other at least four times per year. Like that's the, that's the minimum number. 
um, of like our face-to-face -face time. And now that has been taken away from us. So we're trying to do some other things in order to stay connected. Uh, we just, we're next week or yeah, a week after that, we are organizing a virtual meetup. So we will stop our work for a week and we will just focus on like team building, uh, video time. Uh, we will have chats with the CEO, uh, chats with our board, uh, playing some online games, uh, having online lunches. That that's not going to be the same as the um, as the meetup on site, uh, but at least it's something. It's giving people opportunity to connect and and also reduce some of that stress that comes and uh, reduces the isolation as well. Um, of course, there are like many things which I, I, I could talk forever. So you just leave you ask me ask me the next question and then then I will take it from there. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> and I and I would I would, I would say because a, a lot of questions are actually popping up. So, uh, but 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 mm -hmm. I, I'm just gonna let you let you uh, uh, work work your way through this as much as possible. Uh, but but yes, when you were talking about goal setting and and one of the things that that's struck me is that a lot of companies when they are setting goals uh, i feel they they cripple themselves and perhaps the, the words not cripple themselves but limit themselves to think that setting goals means we are everything is going to be a success so everything that we're going to do is going to work it's like who said that nobody said that that is the first thing so i think a lot of people that have never set goals for themselves or set themselves to get to a result, um, they are very afraid of getting in the process of doing that because in the process of doing that, what you're gonna start realizing is that life, entrepreneurship and everything, it's about, yes, setting goals, but also failing along the way. And failures are, are a result. A failure is also a result that teaches you about something. How do you uh, see failure within your companies and, and how do uh, you, you Kind of like pair those up right goals and failures and successes within the company mm -hmm. that's a really really fair point um i can say that that we are really <laughs> it's bad to say nurturing failure culture but like just trying to teach people that it, it's totally okay to fail there's nothing wrong with failing um the the most important thing is that we learn something from it and one of the really important things about goal setting is actually the progress tracking. It's not enough just to set goals. Like we can set goals then like achieve them or not achieve them and just like go forward and set new goals. And that's one of the most common mistakes I've, I've seen. We also have that, that issue. And then we learned what actually really matters is to stop and look back and then to reevaluate re what we achieved if we succeeded, if we failed, and what was the reason for success or the reason for failure? If we succeeded, it's great. Or maybe if we, if we um, even over-delivered, then it means the goal was like too low. Then for the next time, you know, to set the bar higher. And if we failed, we just learned the lessons from it and move forward. It's really important not to have a blame culture, not to point fingers. Um, and to really make people feel safe when they fail. Like one thing is just like saying it out loud and saying, yeah, we're fine with failure, but then like have consequences for it. Um, another thing is, is actually, actually uh, following up, uh, leaving these words. 
uh, and actually allowing people to fail um, and, and just um, encourage them to experiment and to set their bar hard, high. And that is really cool because setting the bar high, I, I initially in the past, in the past few weeks, I've been trying to understand, you know, when, when I've achieved everything in terms of like the goals that I've set for myself and you're mm -hmm. setting it right. It's like, if you achieve everything, it's like, did you push yourself hard enough or, mm -hmm. and it's not a culture necessarily of like nurturing failure, but it comes with the values that you also have. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the values that you, that you have uh, within the company and personally for, for your personal professional life that, that you work with? Mm -hmm. uh, I can actually say that I'm pretty happy that like most of the values that we have at the company are also matching my personal values, uh, which, is, which is very great. But um, very conveniently, our first value in Toggle is actually communicate. Um, I, I will go back to the communication part uh, later, but uh, one of the really important things in a remote setting is, is communication. And sometimes even over communicate. Uh, sometimes there is an illusion that communication took place, but that's actually not the case. So we are really putting effort into making sure that we are communicating things pretty clearly to, to everyone. Even with all those efforts, communication is still one of the hottest topics and one of the topics that can like always be improved. So that's, that's one of the, our biggest values. Another value that we have is be a team player. Um, so always do your best and just remember that like to be helpful and also to be reliable for, for your teammates. Also like to own your work. Um, we want people to have a lot of ownership over their work. We don't want some big bosses sitting in a tower, putting down plans on people and telling them you do this. But we actually really want ideas um, and, and um, all kind of, all kind of like, ideas for, for anything coming from like bottom up. We want people to, to take ownership and to really work on things that matter to them personally. Another thing, another of the values is to constantly improve. And this goes for like all levels of improvements. So like constantly improve yourself, uh, also our product for, for all of our users, but also the, the company overall. And the, the last one is to be kind and to be kind to each other, to remember that we are all humans, we make mistakes, but it's still what, what really matters is that we take care of each other and to remember that like we are, we are all in this together, we are on the same mission um, to, to help our users and, and to improve the world a bit by making it easier for some people. Awesome. And I can and I say, yeah, all of these values are, are my personal values as well. But and this, is, this is great because one of the things that, that, that those of you that are listening to this uh, live or, or you know, listening to the streaming later, um, one of the things important to, to values, and, and let, let's talk about like the, the concepts that people would usually use, you know, values, mission, vision. If you are today in a place where the values that are held do not align with who you are, you need to leave. Right. And sometimes, um, you know, and, and I talk I talk from my personal experience as a professional, there have been environments where, unfortunately, what I do have not aligned with the values of the places and you have to move on. 
And perhaps where you are at today does not align with what you believe. And then you have to move on. And moving on is also a way to make improvements. And I really like the value that you mentioned, which was about constant improvement. Um, mm -hmm. Because constant improvement is not doing more. <laughs> uh, people would think, oh, constant so improvement is like more productive. It's like, oh, no, now I do 20 things. Yesterday I did 10. Now I do 20. It's like, how do you, how do you see a constant improvement for yourself as a professional, Diana? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the motors that we like to repeat in Toggle is like work smarter, not harder. So it's definitely not doing more and more all the time. Um, for me personally, I would say make mistakes and learn a lot of lessons, like experiment, be brave, try different things, um, see what works and, and what doesn't. And uh, for me, what really, what's really important is like keeping the big picture in mind. Um, I work in people operations team in Toggle, which means that my users, so to say, are like Toggle employees. Uh, that's what I'm trying to keep in mind, like in my day-to-day -day work. So instead of like getting stuck is these like operational day-to-day -day tasks, like keep in mind your, your vision and your mission, what you're trying to achieve for the company or for your users. And I think the improvement and the inspiration for improvements will, will really easily come uh, from there. And it's, it's, I, think, I, think, I think you're right. It's almost like it's a compounded effect. Just do the right thing like in, in smaller bits. Um, uh, I've been trying to also think in the past few weeks, you know, all these big projects and big plans. And it's always that advice of like, just break it down, right? Like any mm -hmm. big program. And, and it's very interesting because I'm, I'm a big follower of like rocket science and, and I don't know much about it, but it, it just attracts me because it's so complex. Like you mm -hmm. look at every single piece of a rocket and every single piece has so much science behind it, so much knowledge behind it. And you're like, how do you do it? And it's like, well, you, you just go bit by bit. If you want to improve, mm -hmm. okay, what is the thing that you need to improve on today to make that work that you do much more fulfilling? And I think if I had to go back to like the thing that you were mentioning with the values, like the reason why you're so happy what you're doing at Toggle is because it aligns with your values. So I would say the first, the first lesson we can take from this conversation is be at a place that aligns with your values, that aligns with your mission, that aligns with your vision. What you want to do, what your purpose is in life, just make sure that that is completely aligned. Um, I want to um, delve a little bit further into what you were talking about communication, uh, because mm -hmm. you are right. It is difficult for some of us that have already had experience working remote. Um, I do remember the first times when I tried to work remote and I would travel uh, to another country and then I would say like, oh yeah, I'll continue working. And then all of a sudden I couldn't get anything done. Um, and I know there are a few things that all of those that have been forced to then work remote would have to do now. From your experience and from your perspective, what are some of the quick things that they could do like now, this week to communicate better? And I know you mentioned communication is key. How could we communicate better on the daily basis, on the weekly basis with our team to make this much more fulfilling for us? Mm -hmm. I can definitely give you, give you some, some tips and tricks. Um, I would say one of, one of I, in advance, I, I, I apologize to all remote work veterans who might like know this by heart. Uh, but, but my goal was to mention some of these things for people who are new to remote work and who never done it before. And I think people could really use some, some advice and some help in, in these times. 
So here are like some really practical advice. Hey, I, I would also say, I'm just so sorry to interrupt because I would also say, even for those that have had years of experience, like, it, like you said, it got us by surprise and mm -hmm. we still struggling with some of the very simple communication things that we have to do. So I, I will, I will, I'll, I'll say, uh, go for it because we, we always have something to learn. Mm -hmm. So here's some like really practical things. Um, I would say one of the first things that, that people in one company should agree about is the type of communication they are going to use. Are you going to communicate synchronously or asynchronously? And you really need people to be on the same page about this. Uh, do you expect immediate answers? Do you allow a couple of hours until somebody answers? Do we, for example, in Toggle, we have an internal rule that it's totally fine to answer uh, in the next 24 hours. So we are really trying to nurture this async communication, uh, also because of like different time zones uh, in which people live. And this also allowed us to, to just remove some of the big stress of like being constantly online. Like we don't ask our people to be, to be online all the time or even certain hours, people can choose their hours. But being on the same page about this is I think one of the first crucial steps. Uh, so people actually know what is expected from them. After that, it's really important to establish the communication channels, to pick the tools and to agree uh, what kind of communication goes where. Like it's important, I think, to pick the tools uh, that will actually help you nurture the type of communication you chose. Um, for example, we use Slack in Toggle. Um, but Slack has, the nature of Slack is like very synchronous, synchronous. So we are encountering, to be honest, some problems there. For example, there is, right now there is an alternative uh, which is called Twist, made by people from Doist. Um, and they are trying, they, 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 they actually made a tool uh, which is nurturing like more synchronous communication. So like pick your tool really wisely um, and just explain people how they're supposed to use it. Uh, also, when I said it's important to know what kind of communication goes where. Um, for example, in, in Slack, we have work-related channels and not work-related channels. We are currently 85 people in Toggle. So if we just started, started talking about all kinds of things everywhere over Slack, that would be a huge mess. And it's really difficult to follow, uh, to follow everything in a, in a remote setting. Uh, so we have like topic-based channels. Like this channel is for talking about this topic, another one about this topic. And then we have like fun channels for talking about cooking, pets, traveling, go out, whatever to topic you can, you can think of. Uh, so also like being on the same page about this so people can actually know where to go to look for information. That's, that, that's really, really important. One thing that I already mentioned, but it never hurts mentioning is over-communicate. Um, but also make sure that information doesn't get lost. Um, we also had this issue in Slack. We used general channel in Slack for all kinds of things. So I couldn't find, even I couldn't find anything. So for example, we decided that like general channel in Slack is only for like company-wide announcements, which concern everybody. So that's what we use it for. Now, when we are looking for like some really important updates or like company-wide stuff, we know where to go. Like they're usually in, in, in the general channel. Another important thing is how we do meetings. 
uh, I think a lot of people who just moved away from the regular office to the to the remote setting, we have an urge to have a lot of meetings all the time because they're just used to be in the same physical space and like talk to each other. Um, but I would actually say that you shouldn't do meetings if you don't really have to do it. Uh, they can be really, really big time drainers. Um, just imagine having a meeting with 30 people. That's like 30 working hours. Uh, one hour meeting is actually taking away from your like 30 working hours from the, from the whole team if you have 30 people in it. Uh, so whatever can actually be resolved in writing, uh, do it in writing. But if you do need to have the meeting, there are like some general rules which we are trying to, to, to follow in Toggle. Um, it's always have the topic of the meeting and the clear objective for it. Always have an agenda prepared beforehand. So it doesn't happen. People come and nobody knows what's going on. So have the clear agenda and write things down. Uh, it might happen, not everybody's present, and you don't want people who are not present to miss out on information. So write down the summary and share it afterwards uh, in a written form so it's available for everybody. And the most important thing, uh, for me personally, the most important is to agree on action items. So you actually know what the outcome of the meeting is. Uh, summarize it and agree who is going to do these things and, and by one. This really helps, like, meetings be more useful. Uh, uh, some of the other things is you can provide your team with trainings if you see there are any communication bottlenecks um, and, and be sure to support, to support people. If you see somebody is having issues, somebody is struggling, uh, people operations or their team leads should go talk to the person and try to support them uh, to go through it. And some of the other things, I would say use public channels if you're talking about Slack or similar, similar tools for the sake of transparency. So um, really try to nurture transparency. So also having things in public channels is opening discussion for other people to pitch in. Uh, and in Toggle, we really want people to be involved and to give us opinion about, about all kinds of things. And the last thing I would mention is just be aware of the limits of written communication. Even though you follow all these rules, there are still limitations and um, written communication is just not the same uh, as like face-to-face -face communication. So some of the things that I would mention is like always assume the best intentions for people's messages. Like sometimes you cannot really read an emotion. It's like some things might sound more harsh than they would in real life. So just keep that in mind. Like it might just be due to the nature of the, of the written communication. Also be aware of different cultural backgrounds if you have a distributed team. And be aware of the limitations of the, of the tool. As I said, for example, we have, a, we have an issue in Toggle with Slack and threads. So if, if, if somebody from Slack is listening, <laughs> this, there you go, some feedback. Like it's difficult to find. They should take the Slack feedback. There, they should right? take the feedback yeah, and yeah. try to make it better. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, that's one of the issues that we, that we are facing. So also just, just be aware of this, keep it in mind. Like having, having these things in mind doesn't mean necessarily you'll find a way to fix it, but it will be, it will be easier just to, um, when you acknowledge it, it will, it will make things easier for you and, and for your team. So yeah, these are some of the first quick tips and tricks that I had on mind. And that is great. Let me tell you one of the, of the biggest challenges that you also have when you are forced to work remote. As of now, right now, 
my newborn is getting vaccinated as we are speaking. So if you might hear him crying, it's because they're going to vaccinate him in a few minutes. <laughs> but that is, one of, that is one of the challenges and that would be very painful for him. But um, for those that are listening, remember you can ask any questions in the chat session section. Uh, you can ask any questions on the Facebook Live. For us, it's a bit harder. Remember, you can go to remotetutorial.co um, slash live uh, so that you can sign up for the future episodes of Fulfilling Work Life. Today with Diana from Toggle, we are learning a lot. Uh, Diana, I have a, another question related um, to uh, the communications. And you mentioned, you know, the real world is different. And, and one of the values that you guys have is being kind. Uh, I know mm -hmm. kindness has a limit, but I also believe that as long as people are willing, we should try. Like, I believe that, right? If someone wants a second chance, you will get a second chance. You want a third chance, I'll give you a third chance. As long as people are willing, we should try. Um, from the perspective of this whole contingency that we're going through, and, and we know it's really hard for companies. Some are, are have, have the revenues reduced. Um, what, what is one of the, the, the biggest, uh, um, you know, pieces of advice that you could give to leaders out there in, in terms of how to really cope with the reality of not having their families or their team members understand them, which is one of the difficult parts, right? You know, you think people understand you, but they don't. How, how could we kind of like open ourselves up to criticism and at the same time open ourselves up to constant improvement in these areas? Mm -hmm. I, I think I have like one single piece of advice for, for this question, and that is just like try to be open about it and talk to people about it. Uh, sometimes people will not give you solutions, but just saying things out loud will help immensely. Uh, also, just acknowledging that there is an issue that can already help help a lot. So for leaders, um, I, I, I would suggest to also keep an eye on their on their team members. Um, so just simple question of asking somebody how, how your day is, is going or how are you coping with the current situation might already be of a huge help. Um, I think that there might be a pressure on leaders in these situations to, to offer solutions to come to their team and to say, this is the way to cope, this is how you do it. But the reality is, this is a really, really difficult situation. This is a worldwide crisis. There is no magic solutions for it. And truth is that even leaders might be struggling a lot and, and also they might be unsure on what they should do or how to cope with the situation. So just a simple conversation could do wonders in this situation, I think. Also, if you're a leader and you don't have a solution how to, how to do better, be transparent about it to your team as well. People do appreciate honesty. And also just like showing your weaknesses, showing that you're human as well. Uh, you also help them understand you. And I'm pretty sure that like with be, being open, we'll actually help you help each other in, in this situation and support each other. And I think it has, has a lot to do with what you were mentioning about owning your work and owning kind of like the environment where you're at. If you want to decentralize decision making, you have to empower people to take decisions. Um, what would be some of the decisions that you would say you wouldn't, um, and I know this is a tough question, but there are decisions that you cannot delegate. There are things that you have to decide at the end of the day. As a leader, you are responsible for all the failures and you are there to uh, 
give all the credit to the team and <laughs> you're never to take mm -hmm. the credit and, and i'm of course oversimplifying and i know some of you guys out there are putting on some questions i will get to those questions as we get to the end of of the episode but but you know decentralizing decision making is a challenge in itself you have talked about you know opening up what are some of the other tricks that you would do or that you would follow um to to delegate some of this work and empower your team mm -hmm. um I wouldn't even say it's, it, it's, it's all about delegating decisions as such. Decisions can still stay with the decision makers. It, it can stay with the leader of the team. What matters is the team has an opportunity to give their input and they feel really welcomed to do so. So it doesn't matter that teams should decide by themselves, oh, we're just gonna do this cool feature because we just decided to do so. It, this decision can still stay with the, with the leader or the product owner, but what teams should feel is that they have all opportunity to go out there and, and say it out loud, to propose their ideas. Um, and then if the idea is good, the idea should, should be adopted. If the idea is declined, then there should be a good explanation and really good feedback loop, like this closed feedback loop from the leaders, uh, why something is not being, not being done. I don't know if I can give you like some specific examples of like some specific like this decision could be delegated and this one couldn't. But I think it really depends on like different types of a company. Like there might be all kinds of, of, of different decisions. Um, but it's, it's just giving that, that freedom to people that they feel they actually feel welcomed and that they feel that their opinion actually matters. Excellent. As a, as I, hope, I hope they censored it, it at least a bit. <laughs> you, you, you did, you did. Uh, and I think uh, to, to, to give people some context, remember we are watching Fulfilling Work Life episode 18, if I'm correct, of course. Um, we have uh, uh, Tamilore Oladipo mentioning that he is uh, listening from Nigeria, from Lagos, West Africa time, 3 p.m. for him, okay? 3 p.m., 4 p.m. for you. Now it's gonna, it's getting close to 5 p.m. your time. And I think I'm gonna say this in all the episodes that I will have. It's so interesting to see how you are in a completely different time wave or, or brain wave, sorry, that, that I am, right? I, I just woke up, I had breakfast, I hadn't had coffee, I had coffee in the afternoon. But you're already in your afternoon, it's a Friday afternoon. I don't know if you work over the weekends, but, but it, it's, a, it's, a different, it's, a different, it's a different, it's a different thing. And I think rest is, is super important. Um, one of the things that I learned um, from the past few weeks of trying to have different teams work remotely is that people lost their notion of time. People lost their ability to stop. Um, and, and I think one of the most important things to make sure that work is fulfilling is that, that we get enough rest. And, and I know the weekend is coming and I know a lot of the people that are listening to this and that will listen to this will we'll perhaps have, have some romanticized version of like overworking all the time. And if that's what you do and that's what makes you happy, perfect, fantastic. If work gives you rest and makes your brain reset very quickly, fantastic. Uh, but but what role does um, resting uh, and and taking time for yourself? Maybe not resting like everyone, right? Because some people might sleep, some people might watch TV, some people might be with their families, some people might you know start their own business and that's how they rest. Uh, what role does it play for for you guys at Toggle um, that 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 conversation? That's a huge thing for us in Toggle, and we're actually trying to like hold each other accountable of this. So if one of my colleagues notices that I have been online for the last like nine hours, they would approach me and tell me like, go away from Slack, like you're done for today. 
So we're actually trying to take care of each other, like our leaders are trying to pay attention uh, to their team members, so nobody's overworked. Um, I think the people who are actually get energized by like working long hours are actually minority. So I would say like most of us actually need a proper rest and a proper break and a true unplugging. So proper break is not like finishing up with your work day, but then like checking your emails on your phone. That, that shouldn't be the case. Uh, we are really trying to encourage everybody to unplug completely from work. We don't want people thinking about work 24-7. We want them to be fully focused uh, in their real workflow, uh, like high productivity while they are like by their desk and while they're working. Once they stop, we don't want them to think about struggle while they're having dinner with their family. Like we really don't. So we are really encouraging all of our employees to, to unplug and, and just to, to, to find the best way to do it. Uh, this is a big topic in Toggle. We are, we are actually uh, talking about it a lot. We are encouraging people to, to uh, delete all work-related apps on their phone. So we don't want them online in the evenings. We don't want their answers to emails after their working hours. Um, we are also trying to encourage everybody uh, but with benefits that we are providing to like find some things outside work that they will also like keep them um, keep them excited and keep them engaged. One of the tricks that one of, of, of my our colleagues shared with me is that he just needed to find hobby interesting enough, so he's really excited to finish with work and go go uh, go do that hobby, and that would really help him unplug. Um, there were like a lot of other tips and tricks from from different people. Uh, for some people, it's spending time with their families. But it's just important to have that thing outside the work that really makes you fulfilled and energized that you want to go to after you're done with work. And I think that's how you achieve the best work-life balance uh, and that you can also have fulfilled life and not only for fulfilled work-life. And there was, one, there was one piece of advice that I read from someone. Of course, it's a, it's a game of words, but it says, like, work is life. So if like if you can't integrate it, then it won't be as enjoyable as as everyone would think. And and Diana, I think you've been super generous with your time. Um, I still have that challenge in my mind. Uh, for those that are listening, whether you're listening live or listening to the recording, the challenge for today is to find Diana's hometown. It's not your hometown. It's where you live right now, right? Mm -hmm. is it your yep, hometown? That's right. That's right. That's right. Both. Oh, both. There so you moment. work from your hometown. Yep. That's fantastic. Could you yes. pronounce it again for us? Sremska. Sremska. Mitrovica. Yes. Close. I, I will get it. You got I will it. get you it for the it. next conversation we will have. Um, but you know what we're going to do offline? Uh, we're going to find it on Google Maps and we're going to post it on we are torre uh of course uh sending you uh the time diana um i have one last question for you we've talked about you know not having a blame culture within a company we've talked about being open and acknowledging you know our mistakes or shortcomings we were talking about you know true unplugging and really taking rest um is there anything else uh, that you have in there that, that you want to uh you know talk about for leaders, for professionals that are there, just for people in general who are trying to make uh, their work and their life uh, more fulfilling for, for, for themselves? Mm -hmm. I think we covered most of the, uh, of the, like, the biggest topics. Um, I would just say, uh, re repeat a disclaimer from the beginning. Uh, 
just really acknowledge the times that we are going through and really try to be there for each other in these times, both in your personal lives and, and, and work life. Um, it is a time of the crisis. It is not a time, of course, it's always time for improvement, but, but don't expect that this is the time for like some great major improvements uh, while actually people are, are facing and dealing with like so many um, work and personal issues. So like be kind, be there for each other um, and let's just help each other go through this. And, and after that, we, we can work on all the greatest improvements in the world. That is great. That is great. Thank you so much uh, for your time, Diana. Now let's talk about where can we find you? Where can we find Toggle? Uh, how do we find your website? Everything. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find Toggle at Toggle.com. Um, also, if you're interested, we are still hiring even during this time. So if there are people looking for a job, you can, you can check out Toggle's job page. So like just Google Toggle jobs and, and, and you'll get there. Um, all, three, all, all three of our companies, Toggle Track, Toggle Plan and Toggle Hire are hiring for some positions. Uh, so you can, you can check it out. Me personally, you can always find me on LinkedIn um, by typing my first name and last name, which, uh, that, which will not help if I just say it. You can check it in the Facebook post. <laughs> Absolutely. We will put it, we'll put it everywhere. Uh, for those that are listening, remember, you can find us at, at WeAreTorre. And we will put all of the follow links in there about Diana and everything that we are uh, talking about. Once again, Diana, just one last thing. Um, so how, how was your trip uh, in Colombia? For those that are listening, I'm located in Medellin, Colombia. And right before the episode started, Diana was telling us that she randomly picked Colombia uh, to visit with her friend uh, that was also in, in the Americas. How was, how was Colombia? Can you tell everyone about it? Yes, it was great. We loved it. We stayed there for a full month and we spent the New Year's Eve there. Wow. Last year, yeah. So we visited uh, Medellin and Cartagena. Uh, we also went to the Tirona National Park. That was one of the prettiest things I've uh, seen in my entire life. So if you guys, if you ever go to Colombia, visit Tirona. Like that, that was out of this world. So it was, it was pretty great. I really enjoyed fantastic, it. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, uh, thank you so much, uh, Diana, once again for your time. You've been uh, very kind. Uh, you've been very patient answering all the questions. For everyone that has been listening to us, uh, please feel free to send us uh, any questions that you have unanswered. We'll be able to put those um, towards Diana. Remember, there are jobs available there. We'll probably talk to Diana about putting those jobs on the torre.co. Uh, platform. As you guys all know, what we're trying to do is make work fulfilling from everyone and trying to pardon them up or partner them up with uh, opportunities like the ones that you can see at Toggle. Uh, that is all for today. We'll wait for you on Monday when we will have another amazing guest and Diana. I hope we can have you back here once again talking about other topics if that's okay with you. I would be so happy to come back. Thank you so much. I had a great time chatting right. with you. Okay, excellent. Everyone, goodbye. Thank you for listening and remember to share, like, and comment if this content brought value to your life. You can find us on social media as We Are Torre. Explore more content at blog.torre.co. See you around.